Welcome everybody to episode four of the Hustling Sideways podcast. I'm Alan Hallis. And I am Jim Love. And we are here doing the thing. On episode four. We have made it. We got that far. If I, you're still listening, like, oh, kudos to you. And if you're listening for the first time, thank you. Welcome. Yeah, thank <laughs> yes. you and welcome. And subscribe and... And follow us and, follow and all us of that stuff. And creep us and maybe don't do that. Maybe this is the first two. Maybe I'm glad we got that out of the way yeah, early. Yeah, we're good. But anyway, welcome. We're, yes. we're happy you're here. Um, I hope you enjoyed me interviewing Alan, Alan interviewing me. Um, and you're probably like, well, okay, let me start. Let me restart with this. Alan, how was your week? Oh, things are good. Things, things are, good. are good. Things have been busy as always. Uh, constantly busy. Just isn't everyone busy putting though? out the content. Like, how's it going? I'm busy. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good, it's that. a good one. Uh, how's your week? <laughs> uh, it's busy. Yeah, it's pretty, there it's we pretty go. Busy. See, that's what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> no, good though. I actually gave, uh, we're talking on a Friday. I call it Friday. Um, okay. And, you know, teach their own. Put it in the comments section if you don't like that. But uh, I gave a virtual keynote today and it was wild. It was so fun. It was uh, for school in Illinois. And so my voice is like, was going out a little bit. So if I squeak, it's not because of a prepubescent thing. It's because. Oh, I, I was yeah, just going to. In case there was any confusion. I was just going to explain sort of the birds that. and the bees to you for the rest of the episode. Right, but never right. mind. Okay. So welcome to episode four. No, yes. Uh, but no, we're great, um, and super excited to be back. Thank you all for your texts and your comments and your probably virtual standing ovations. I'm just assuming. Yeah, but, no, everybody um, at home just stands yeah, up. They were and standing up and clapping, yeah, that's pounding how the walls. Works. Yeah, there were noise complaints. Uh, but you're probably, I would, I would assume, sick of hearing, at least for the time being, from just me and Alan, yes. or Alan and I. For this I, I right. will, I will respond for them and say yes. <laughs> this is correct. Yeah. So we are so excited uh, to welcome on Alan. Our first guest, our first to guest this podcast. Who who would have thought? Look like, at us. Look at us. Look at how far we've come. Yes. This is uh, well. This is close to my heart because our first guest is one of my best friends who I've known for like thirty five years. Uh, ah, okay. Give or take, you know, with a standard that's, deviation that's weird of like considering twenty. You're but thirty, but that's yeah. It, it's it works. It adds up. Uh, but uh, we have Megan Purix with us in studio uh, today in studio in Bayview in Alan's guest bedroom. This yes, is what, welcome. What it is. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> very, very welcome. So, um, in lieu, and Meg, I'll let you sort of talk about yourself, but uh, Megan is, is someone I met at Marquette, which is the college that we attended, which you've caught on to very, very quickly, I'm, I'm sure, and uh, 12 years ago, so not 35, but uh, Meg, <laughs> Meg is, is a, works with the Milwaukee Brewers as, uh, in their legal department, and uh, and I'm so excited to hear um, sort of her journey into her passion, which I'll let her explain it. So, Meg, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, ready, set, go well that's a tough act to follow but the first thing i have to say is jim you don't call it Friday, you call it rebecca black day right this is a good point this is yeah. rebecca black day friday, yes friday. if you haven't heard the song meg it's, yeah there it is jim uh, normally sends a snapchat every friday <laughs> morning of himself listening to that song so it's a good point gets me pumped up I for every friday out. too yeah i feel yeah. called in a good way though yeah. i feel like a positive call it's like a positive yeah. attack <laughs> I like yeah it. I like yeah it. <laughs> anyways um like jim said my name is meg or as jim likes to call me megan or Meggers is his go-to. Yes. Um, and I am a lawyer for the Milwaukee Brewers as my primary day-to-day job. Um, but my side hustle, which we are talking about here, is that I am an instructor and program manager at Spire Fitness in the Third Ward, which is a small boutique studio that offers cycling, rowing, TRX, strength, all other kinds of fun classes. I love it. That's, I like it. Which, and by the way, I've been there. Um, yes, Jim place. came this summer for the first time. I finally got him to come. It was, it was awesome. 
it's it's um i will so like we're gonna get into what you know what everything that you do and how you got into it but um i think like the the difference between a place like like spire and in just like a normal workout i guess facility is the passion that that is behind it and it's very clear like the minute you walk in everyone's happy to see you you know right whereas going to like a gym is like oh whatever you know sign in but yeah. um it's so different and it's very clear and i caught that right away and i was almost like whoa like this is this is you know the real deal so um <laughs> so meg if you want to just you know tell us a little bit about you know kind of kind of your background and then maybe start off with with where this journey um into this passion you know started from Sure. Um, I guess I can start with growing up. Um, I did listen to the first episode, so I'm going to be very careful in saying that I am from Winfield, Illinois. <laughs> yep. A, there we go. A western suburb of Chicago. She took notes. But she I'm not going to say yeah. Chicago. You're good. Yeah. You passed okay. The test. Woo! Yep. Yeah. First thing done. Great. So I grew up in Winfield. Um, made my way to Milwaukee and Marquette for college, where, like Jim said, we met um, actually right before our freshman year started on CLR. So shout out to our other CLR people what? listening. You're all the best still um and Jim was like one of the first people I met at college and somehow 12 years later we are still putting up with each other and each other's antics and right. you know T- I don't tolerate is yeah I, it's, it for people to me time time flies when you're having fun right um and so um, after college at Marquette, I ended up staying at Marquette for law school um, I was interested in participating in their sports law program um, and now working full time as a lawyer for the Milwaukee Brewers, which in a year like this year has been wild and crazy and fun and different and challenging and great in so many ways. Um, but law school is also when or the time of my life that I was introduced to Spire specifically. Um, one of my friends from school, Alexa, worked at the front desk there. That was kind of her side job while we were in school. And she'd been talking about it, talking about it trying to get me to go to a class and finally I gave in it was like <laughs> as okay, one does, yeah. being pressured to it was like it. October 2015 and I was like fine I will go I'll try this we'll see what happens um and like at that point in my life like fitness was not at all a part of my life um from going to college to law school to stress to barely having time to like feed myself most days between all the work with law school. It was like, how the heck am I going to make time for the gym and something else? Yeah. You know, it just, (laughs) it just was like, like always that block of like, I don't have time for something like Mm -hmm. this. Um, but I finally gave in and said yes and went and, like Jim said, I could tell from the first time that I walked through those doors that like Spire was special and different. And so they were actually just celebrating their one year anniversary um, when I went for my first class. So awesome. it was Spire itself was pretty new when I started going. Mm-hmm. I'd just been going for a year. Um, and the instructor who taught my first class, her name is Danielle. She's now one of my very near and dear friends. Um, but she just instantly made me feel so welcome at a place where I had never been before. Mm-hmm taking a fitness class that I had like never done in my entire life, like spin. I had had been like maybe twice in college, but not to the extent that we do it at Spire. And I remember during the class, she like made a specific point to like call me out and be like, Hey Meg, how's it going? You're doing great. And I was like, me? I would have I, run out of the I, room immediately. I was like, me? I'm doing great. That's me? My first time. Okay, cool. It's, and you I know, she that. talked with me after class. She talked with me before class and I was immediately hooked Um, And I think that night or like the next day I signed up for like the student unlimited monthly membership and the rest was kind of history. Like I would show up every day for class. I started taking the crew classes, the TRX classes. 
um, you know, just everything that Spire had to offer. And two and a half years as a client um, is the time that I spent there and then allowed the instructors to convince me to audition to teach. Um <laughs> Oh, there goes Sorry, Jim I dropping stuff. Phone. Yeah, you yeah, know, oh, you can you can't take him anywhere. We're still, oh my God. We're still learning. It's only episode yeah, four. Yeah. We're good. We're good. You get one free pass. This is it. If you do it <laughs> yeah. again, you're out. Wow, that turned. Okay, carry on, Meg. <laughs> we're gonna take over the podcast. It's yeah, all right. that's why I'm actually here. I want this to be my second this side her, hustle. So this see is ya. her audition. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, another now audition. This is great. That was a personal attack. It wasn't a nice attack that time. Make no mistake. Um, and so. You know, at the t- first time that they had asked me to audition, I think it was probably about two years into being a client. And I, at that point, was like fully in the Spire family, as we like to call it. I was, you know, there all the time, became friends with the people who were in class, became friends with instructors. And they had encouraged me to audition. But at that time, um, I was still working actually part time for the Brewers. I hadn't been made full time yet out of law school. And so, I didn't know where I was going to be or what I was going to be doing at that point really in my life. So I didn't want to commit to doing something else, knowing that in a few months, maybe I'd find a job somewhere else that I wanted to take. Maybe I Mm -hmm. wouldn't be in Milwaukee anymore or, you know, get a job that was so time consuming that I wouldn't have time for something like this. So I didn't want to like commit to that, Mm -hmm. knowing I couldn't like be all in because those of you listening who know me know that that's my personality. I do everything all in Mm -hmm. um, from, you know, friends to my job to everything. That's just how I am. So I didn't want to like say yes to something that I knew I couldn't fully commit myself to. Um, So fast forward a few months later, I get offered, you know, a full-time position with the Brewers, gladly accepted that. And then, you know, the next time around that Spire was looking for instructors, I just said like, all right, why the hell not? Like, let's just try this and see how it goes. Um, You know, I've been going often enough. I could count the music. I could, you know, do all the moves and time with the instructors and just felt really good and comfortable on a bike. So I decided to audition um, and was offered a spot in a kind of our training program as an instructor for a spin and went through that program. And actually, April of this year will be my three-year instructorversary. Wow. So, That's yeah. That's like next month. It, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, it's March right now. Goodness. So, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, awesome. in one more month and I'll have been doing this for three years, which is crazy. Um, you know, Aspire has been a part of my life now for like five and a half years, and it's almost hard to like remember a time where it wasn't part of my life. Um, and, and to, to interject on that, like from someone who's known you for over 10 years, same. Like I, I, yeah. I, I can't remember, you know, like how it was like – I, I feel you've you've grown like immensely just I think you know mentally and, and spiritually in every way like I could tell how much that's kind of lifted you up and, and you found what I think you were looking for for a while in terms of like just feeling gratified with like a, a you know something that you really belong to and that's I mean it's awesome I think yeah it's really cool and I think you know part of that is I've always been a people person. Mm-hmm. Like I've always enjoyed finding like my thing. I mean, like you and I had a lot of similar things mm-hmm. in college that we did together. So just that aspect of like having community has always been so important to me. And yeah, coming out of law school, kind of starting my quote unquote adult life in Milwaukee. I mean, a lot of our friends are still here. So mm-hmm. that, you know, that group of friends wasn't necessarily going away where I was like in need of friends or searching to fill that kind of a void. But it was just kind of like nice because I think it was just something that was mine, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in law school, it was my biggest form of stress relief to go pound out 45 minutes on a bike, hitting lots of fast sprints and climbing heavy hills or <laughs> lifting weights and working on those rowing machines, you know, going going my meters on there. And as it kind of transitioned into becoming an instructor, it was the same but different mm-hmm. in the sense that 
it was kind of like my turn to be able to help people the way that Spire had helped me so much as a client. Totally. Um, and kind of backtracking, you know, from the time that I was a client to the time I had started teaching, my physical fitness obviously improved greatly. I lost like 50 pounds that, you know, from taking those classes and doing some other things and just overall letting that kind of like kickstart having a much healthier, better lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the instructors there, the community at Spire just instilled so much confidence in me that I hadn't really experienced in that kind of way before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, what you're alluding to that in that kind of sense, it did really like change who I was right. Um, right. and like my outlook on life and just the way I felt about myself and like acknowledging that I could do so much more than I ever thought I could. Because um, if you had told me the first time I walked through those doors that two and a half years later, I'd be teaching and that another two years later, I'd be a manager of the program. You know, like it was just, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. not anything I would have ever expected for in, myself. In fi- finding a passion, you know, at the age of, you know, what, 20, 22, 23. Yeah. Know, and uh, just doesn't, that doesn't happen that often. So right. I think that's really cool. I think the one thing that really intrigued me um, when you talked about the first time you had walked into the class, was it Angie, right? That was your instructor? Danielle. Danielle. Goodness. I don't know I, where you got Angie from. I don't about. know. Just pick a name. <laughs> I just made yeah. up a name. That's what yeah. that was. That wasn't even close. Uh, but you talked about the way she made you feel, mm-hmm. right? Which I, and, and, and from someone, you know, you mentioned like that, like doing classes, like that wasn't ever really like a part of your life before. And like, like that feeling, you know, that you got there. And I think that's what sort of you make for other people, right? When you're there is like to pay that forward almost in a way of like, okay, this is how I felt. Now this is how I want to make other people feel. Hopefully they, they catch on to why this is so important. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, like we have our instructor profiles on our website. And mm-hmm. I think like one of the first questions they asked is like, oh, why did you want to be an instructor? And that's exactly what it was, was like Spire had such an impact on my life. And for me, like if I could do that kind of similar thing for even one person, to me, it would have been worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reflecting a lot as we were preparing for this podcast. Yeah. You know, Jim had sent me a few questions to think about and different stuff. And I just kind of started to think about like over the last three years, especially as an instructor, just the way that, um, you know, I've been able to help impact people or, you know, recently over the holidays, I had a client who like got me a card and like brought me a little gift and just said like, thank you for making me feel like I'm part of a family when I'm here. Like you've helped me push past limits mentally and physically mm-hmm. that I didn't think I could ever over, you know, overcome or, you know, limitations I didn't even realize existed until you pushed me past them. And so it's just those kind of moments like that where you make those connections with someone on a human to human level and you can help them see their own strength. You can help them be better. And I think that's what our entire instructor group is so good at. Mm-hmm. Um, like the community there is just so unique. And I think anyone who walks through the doors and comes to a class, anyone who's taught there or worked there can say the same thing. Like we call it our Spire fam, but we really do treat each other like family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just with the instructors and the staff who, you know, are some of my closest friends now and people that I know I can trust with anything and everything. But it's the clients too who show up and, you know, they want to know about your life and they ask questions and, you know, you start cracking jokes and, you know, you just kind of like having fun. And it's just like this, this separate little group where it's it's truly special and I think this year especially that's become so apparent um COVID obviously yeah. crazy time to be working at a gym a small gym right. yeah, um <laughs> and so my friend Katie who is the program manager for the spin studio mm-hmm. I'm the program manager for our crew TRX kind of like strength room um we both took over our roles from two other people who were leaving the gym um in like the beginning of March last year Wow. So right when what, we, what happened in the beginning of March yeah, last like, year? So yeah. we were, I think, managing for like two weeks when COVID hit. Wow. And 
it was at first, you know, obviously no one knew how serious this whole pandemic was going to be. And we were like, okay. I remember like the first time we shut down the gym, we were like, you know, out of an abundance of caution, that (laughs) tagline that everyone is now so familiar with. Who would have known? Yeah. (laughs) Out of an abundance of caution, we're going to close for a week. We'll be open back up. What's funny (laughs) is that every single person read the emails we got from every company in that exact voice. Yeah. Out of an abundance of caution. <laughs> like, oh, I know. Yeah, it's like, like these are like my go-to things between my two jobs. COVID has become like the forefront of my life. I think, I feel like I'm almost like a non-medical expert in the subject. <laughs> but, exactly, yeah. um, and so, you know, that face, we faced a lot of challenges from having mm-hmm. to shut our doors in March, thinking it was going to be short term. Everyone's going to stay home for two weeks. This is going to be great. Right. We're going to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To we did not open back up until I think it was late June or early July. Wow. Um, so there was, there you know, there were several months there where we were closed and we had to pivot and figure out how do we keep a small business that only operates because people are showing up exactly. every day, you yeah. know, to sit closer than six feet to each other on I was a bike. Say, to sit and to sweat. <laughs> to sweat and, and to, breathe yeah, and any, to do any, all any those things. things. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of in those moments that I think we've all realized how truly special just Spire is as a community because, you know, we had clients who kept their memberships unfrozen, That's you know, huge. so that we could have their yeah. 80 to $100 a mm-hmm. month to try and keep us going. We had clients who purchased gift cards, clients who bought, you know, t-shirts and other stuff yeah. just, that you know, while we were closed yeah. just to try and help keep us going. And then, you know, we had to figure out different ways to keep ourselves afloat. Um, one of our other instructors, Whitney, who was transitioning out of the spin manager role, still was helping us with filming virtual classes. So we rented out our bikes um, to clients yes. on a month to month basis, which, you know, good thing I'm a lawyer because I got to write the contract for that one and, you yeah. know, like help figure out other ways to keep us going. And then, you know, all of us were filming classes in the lobby of the studio <laughs> on an iPad because we didn't have the work, best technology, right? you know, yeah. and just so that we could give, you know, a handful of clients to that Spire experience a few times a week. And we filmed virtual hit classes and other different things that we did. And then eventually as weather got warmer, and at the time you were allowed to be, you know, working out outdoors without a mask. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of outdoor classes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Jim. You came to that's one of those. We did yeah, a rip sore for rip a circuit a class yeah. outdoors <laughs> on the deck, which, the crap out of me. you know, Spire is <laughs> nestled right um, on the river yes, in the third ward really in that same space where um, Surge used to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of had that back deck along the river and that's where we did a lot of outdoor of those like strength and hit style classes. We did some spin classes outdoors on the weekends um, until the weather got too cold to do that. Thanks, Wisconsin. (laughs) Um, But just, you know, all those times where, you know, things were, it was looking pretty serious. Like we're like, we don't, we don't know where we're going to be. And we were coming up on our sixth year anniversary, our sixth birthday, as we call it in October. I remember Katie just saying like, most small businesses don't last this long anymore. Yeah. You know, it's and true. she said, especially during the last year. Right. Yeah. And she said, I refuse to let this be the reason that we close. I love it. Yeah. Like we have overcome so many obstacles as a small mm-hmm. business. This is we're not going to be not, what yeah. shuts us down. And I think all of our instructors, our entire staff and our clients all kind of embraced that. Mm-hmm. And they really showed up for us. And that's, you know, when I, I think I really realized how special our community was. We, I remember, I was teaching on the Saturday of our like sixth birthday and I started like talking and thanking everyone and just got like super emotional and started crying in front of all of them because I was like, I'm just so thankful for all of you. And like, and I was like, and I'm a mess and (laughs) you know, and you you should emote like that's, that's how you And I was like, I'm crying because I love you all. And and they were all 
all just kind of like, oh, there she goes again. Like, all right, Meg. There's like, crying so, again. Yeah, here as she long goes. As it's not like a weekly thing. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think she it's. She only does this on well, Tuesdays. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> during the pandemic, I it was for sure probably a right. weekly thing. But, you know, we joke that like it's like our literal blood, sweat, and tears that went into keeping us alive um, during that time. But. You know, now that, you know, things are starting to get better, it's been mm-hmm. nice. We're seeing clients on freeze memberships, people yeah. who were, you know, kind of taking time away, understandably so, are coming back. And I think, too, we've just been so good at adapting to kind of all of the curveballs and changes mm-hmm. that have come up um, this past year. You know, we have our studio normally was holding 35 bikes in the room. Now we have 16 mm-hmm. because that's how we can stay six yeah. feet apart and yeah. do another things. All of our classes in our other room, you know, we had a max capacity of 16 for certain classes, 10 for others. Those have all gone down to about half capacity. Um, you know, everyone has to have their masks on. Mm-hmm. We do extra sanitizing and steam cleaning and just have really taken extra precautions. And I think that we've done a really good job of getting our clients to realize that we're taking it seriously and to trust that all the measures we're taking are safe. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like Jim, your fiance, Aaron Mm -hmm. comes and Aaron's a nurse and, you know, was one of the first people who was like talking us all through like how to be more safe during COVID and, you know, just like with our friend group. Um, and we'd always kind of like look to her as like our, what are we comfortable with? What are we not? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so like, even with like, you know, Aaron showing up and being comfortable, you know, we have like certain people who are more, I think like COVID cautious, I would say generally who are coming to our classes. And I think that makes us feel good too, that, you know, we've done a good job of showing our clients that they can trust us still even now. Mm -hmm. And I think just that sense of community keeps them coming back because we heard so much that everyone missed it you know, so much when they weren't allowed to yeah. be there or, you know, clients who still aren't back saying like, I can't wait to get my second vaccination and yeah, come back and to class. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, so that's, it's been, it's been good. And we're seeing, you know, an incline again, um, mm-hmm. you know, if things going well. So it's been, yeah. it's been positive in these last few months. So I know nice. one of the things, Alan, that you and I had talked about, and, and this is, you know, I, and I, I totally agree, like, cause I've met some of your, you know, your friends from, yeah. from Spire and like, there's clearly a, 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 to me, it's like a friendship beyond a friendship. That's kind of a, like when people who are, I'm more considered family. You know, yeah. We're primarily but, females over there. The instructors have got a few males, but like we call mm-hmm. it like our sisterhood plus Hubie and Cameron there now. Um, yeah. But and yeah. I, I remember like going out with you guys and I was just <laughs> yeah. like so much fun, but I know like, so Alan and I, in, in our, the conversations we had, uh, you know, really talked about like, like a lot of what we do now can be traced back to like the roots that we had, like at Marquette, for instance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, like for me, it was like, you know, yelling stuff at basketball game, you know, like, like that kind of, like I knew where I wanted to be. And, yeah. and Alan did a ton of work with production and in the college of com. And, and that was like a huge part of your life. And I, right. you know, for, for you, like, can, can you trace back sort of like, and I think that community and that family environment and really like the holistic approach that, that Spire has to me is pretty complimentary to what you experienced in college. And, and, you know, maybe it's sort of tying back to some of the roots you had that were really important to you that you found a passion, you know, in your 20s. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, like fitness wasn't necessarily one of my mm-hmm. passions in college, but in college I was an RA um, for two years and exactly. I was super involved in residence life um, and all that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, that had a similar sense of like community, mm-hmm. um, even being the all females because I was an RA in Cobain, which is the all female freshman right. dorm. Yeah. Um, so for two years, you know, I lived with 28 females and, you know, now I'm working with like 20 something females, you know. Um, it's actually literally the same thing. Yeah, no, it's exactly the same. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Um, but, you know, I think that I've always been involved in a lot of different activities from high school to college to mm-hmm. law school um, and just kind of always having those friend groups where, 
yeah, like those are things that you do and you find your people and you care about them and you support them and you do all these different things. And I think that goes back to just how my family is mm-hmm. um, and the way mm-hmm. I was raised that, I mean, you know, my parents and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, that sounded like a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're fantastic. That was not a weirdo. Yeah. Yes. No, they just, no, they love them some awesome. Jimmy Love, yes. but, um, <laughs> yeah. exactly. you know, and so you know, my family, we've like friends, our family, that's just the way that mm-hmm. I think I was raised, how you treat people. And, you know, growing up, we had a really strong community of people from my church and like grade school mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of them are still family to us right. in life. Right. Um, right. and you know, we always, I always like, I was talking with my mom over the holidays actually about that and just like how unique it was to grow up the way we did, where we had the solid core of probably like 12, 15 families Mm -hmm. who, like, the parents were friends, the kids were friends, and some of them I've known since I was, like, three years old. And, I, you know, they're still my closest friends. I just got the save the date for my brother's friend, but, like, his sister is my age. You know, we grew up together. He and my brother were 18 months old when we all started, like, being friends and hanging out together. So it's like, you know, they're like family, Mm -hmm. um, even though they're just big friend groups. So I've always had those kinds of friendships, I think, throughout my life where – people just become really important to you um obviously and you're you're loyal to those people and you honor those friendships and so I've always grown up with like a strong community of Mm -hmm. supporters and people in my life so I think yeah finding a community like that at Spire was maybe something I didn't necessarily know I was looking for Mm -hmm. but like when I found it it was like oh yeah this feels like home um that's kind of the vibe yeah like I'm not sure you were like you didn't know what you were yeah I don't think I yeah no I had no idea walking through those doors I was like Jesus this is gonna be awful I'm just doing (laughs) this like like, I'm gonna be terrible I'm never coming back yeah like what god oh why am I doing this turns into past be a lifetime thing now it's like I'm there every day um I joke like I need a cot we need a cot in the back room for the instructors because like when you teach at 6 30 p.m and you show up and you got to teach at 6 a.m the next day you know it's like you do like the hey see you in 11 hours if you want to come back and hang out with me type thing or you know when sometimes like with subbing and just like people being out of town there have been times that I call do like my call them my spire marathons where I teach like nine 11 days in a row and not necessarily just spin that would be the literal death of me probably but it's um (laughs) you you know teaching teaching trx and you know like the other circuit classes where I'm Mm -hmm. purely instructing and not physically doing everything that Mm -hmm. I'm instructing the way that I do a spin but um you know like we yeah we call them like our 11 day benders you know inspire as a joke like a healthy bender such a healthy um, yeah, yeah like yeah, a healthy yeah. way to run yourself into the ground <laughs> definitely different from any of the other benders <laughs> we've ever been involved with. yeah so yeah I would say that you know I think now that you're making me reflect on that too it, mm-hmm. it does kind of make sense um that for me I finding yeah here, look at oh. that <laughs> that finding that kind of community was just like natural for me um and like I said yeah not something that I know I knew at the time that I necessarily needed or wanted but now something that I could not imagine my life without yeah. and it's interesting to me because like of how fast that happened like I think for some people like they may find you know and Alan you you know you probably have some examples of this too like like you know it's it's t- over time after like a couple of experiences doing the same thing yes. it's like okay this is starting to become cool but yours was like five minutes, you know, like, like, like you walked in, you felt great. Like, you know, the, you know, the workout went well and like that became your thing. Like, you know, for me, I'm thinking like I, over the number of years, I started writing things down and like that became, you know, like I knew what I wanted, but never like could grasp it. Like, it's really fascinating how, how quick that was for you that, you know, this is great. I feel this way. I'm gonna keep coming back, you know, and, yeah. and, and here, here it is. Yeah, exactly. And, and like you said, I'm very much the same way with like when we were throwing concerts, like when mm-hmm. we were able to do that sort of thing, like 
we had the first one and we brought in you know 20 people and we were like sweet this is good and then the next one brought in no one and we were like that sucked (laughs) but then after that like you do get into that feeling of like okay over time it just builds and you're like well it feels natural to do this sort of thing right And, and so but obviously with like fitness it's instant where you're like okay i feel the kind of like satisfaction of being like i did a workout i got it in for today you know even if you just go back a week later or however you know however Mm -hmm. frequently Mm -hmm. i do think that that's something that like over time you're just like okay this is yeah and and even so for years like i would imagine like your your passion with spire has probably evolved like in terms of like what's been the best part you know like like at first it was like boom, the feeling of like feeling welcome and like, I just got my butt kicked in a good workout. Like this could be good to now. Like it's become sort of a really, you know, a part of your life and, and mm-hmm. it's, and it's holistic approach even for you and what you're giving to people, but also like it comes up in a lot. Right. And I think that's yeah. like, like how much that evolves too. And like, cause you can have a passion, but you chase it right away and like, maybe you get it and it's like, okay, now what, you know, but yeah. like, then it's got to sort of consume really every contour of what you're doing or else it's probably not going to be, you know, stay a passion. And I think like, that's a, you're a living, breathing example of that. Like that's actually become a huge part of your life and it mm-hmm. will be for a long time. And you chose to make it that way. Yeah. So I think like you have to like allow that to happen too. Like, if yeah. you're, you know, if something is really interesting to you, explore it and it, it needs to you know evolve into something bigger, I think is you know what it, what it comes down to. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious because you do, your main job is, diametrically like opposed to what your your side business is you know um we had talked in previous episodes about how like things just kind of absorb from you know everywhere mm-hmm. where like you get you know for for jim like he was used to doing presentations and then all of a sudden when he comes to speak it feels natural for me like doing the different like marketing ends of things kind of just flowed into what i was doing with my business it's so opposed for what you're doing but do you find stuff like you know, even just communication things or anything mm-hmm. like that, that kind of flow from, from being, you know, doing Spire into, into your normal job? Yeah. Interesting question. I yeah, guess I like a way question. I think of they, I always question, think though. about them separately. Um, but obviously both are such a big part of my life. And I think, you know, the one nice thing about it is with the brewers, my boss, Marty, she's an incredible, phenomenal woman and like everything I aspire to be someday in my future. But she also had a background like in fitness as an instructor and doing different things. Like she taught spin classes. She did a lot of other stuff with a small gym. And so she understood, I think for me, like why just first of all, going to classes was so beneficial Mm -hmm. for me because like she felt the same way, like where we both can, we talk about like when we have our 45 minutes to ride, it's where we can shut out everything else that's going on in our world, which Mm -hmm. In sports and in our world, you know, things can be crazy. And, you know, with like the stresses of outside life and everything else, too, that like that's like our time Mm -hmm. to like take out all the anger, the frustration, the stress to kind of like fill ourselves back up because, you know, you people always say you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, And I think that's (laughs) I think that's the way. Yeah. (laughs) Can you tell we've been friends for 12 years? Um, (laughs) You know, I think that's that was like our kind of like mutual understood way of like how we fill our cup up. Like. We typically in an average year, like go to New York um, once a year for like our council meetings with MLB and Marty and I would always like find the nearest spin gym and go together in the morning before we'd have, you know, a day of meetings and everyone would be like, oh yeah, we rolled out of bed and we're like, we got up at five and we went to spin class and they're like, oh my God. It's just so funny because like I know the trips I've got, you know, like you're looking for the nearest bar. Yeah. And so it was, it was funny. (laughs) I think it was two, two years ago or maybe it was even last year. 
um, no, two years ago when we were in Arizona for spring training, mm-hmm. we both had signed up for the same, same spin class without even knowing oh that we gosh. had done it. And not only that, but we had picked the bikes next to each other without oh. knowing that too. <laughs> so it was a little bit awkward. Yeah, no, right. it was, we have a, my boss and I have a phenomenal relationship. And so it was just, <laughs> we looked at each other and like laughed and she's I'm like, sure. yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to tell Rick this one because he's just going to be like, you too. Like, (laughs) like, of course, that would happen to you, too. And so it was just funny. So she's been so incredibly supportive of my whole thing at Spire. Um, You know, as part of like my job at the Brewers, I had to like ask permission to get Mm -hmm. another job. Um, You know, just generally speaking. And she knew, obviously, why it was important to me and why I loved Spire so much and knew that obviously either teaching at five in the morning or teaching at six at night wasn't really going to obstruct my day-to-day, yeah. you know, yeah. work responsibilities. I could still get my normal workday done and do both of those things. So everyone there has been super supportive about it and has even, like, included Spire and things we do with the brewers. Um, you know, oh, normally wow. we nice. have, like, a health and wellness fair every year for employees and Spire comes every year to, oh, cool you know, demo that? different stuff that we do to offer different deals we've done. I've done charity rides um, with the Brewers for our Movember mm-hmm. team that we did at Spire. So, like, I've combined kind of both of my worlds. Um, but I think kind of, like, I've got a little sidetracked there. But going back to your question about, you know, like, the combining everything, I think my job as a lawyer, I'm very much a people person mm-hmm. and have to be able to, like, talk to people and relate to people on a, you know, normal basis. And I think that's kind of how my job is as an instructor and a manager, too, is I have to be able to relate to people yeah. and talk to people and help solve problems. Mm-hmm. Um and especially this year, <laughs> yeah, right. everything right. has translated where yeah. all my COVID knowledge that I took from being a lawyer in sports, I kind of transferred over to the gym and helping figure out, you know, from a legal aspect, what we had to do and making sure we were, you know, complying with all the regulations and keeping things in check. So, um, in that case, especially things definitely say, translated and meshed well, where I kind of had, both. Yeah. I was able to like put on Perfect. my thinking cap you know as a manager of okay what do we have to do and even with like contact tracing so mm-hmm. I'm a contact tracer for the club and having to learn that whole process it's like what do we do if a client calls and says hi I tested positive for COVID mm-hmm. or an instructor says hi I tested positive for COVID I was able to be like all right this is where we do what's the positive sure. test date 24 hours back 48 hours back where were they at who were they with and so and to do it like with confidence too like this right is, like this I, know what what I know what I'm doing do. yeah right. so you know those kinds of things I think have helped um tremendously especially mm-hmm. in this past year but but it's just, I think, you know, both of my roles require me to like, you know, work with a, meet people where they're at mm-hmm. and work with them on a person to person basis to reach a goal. You know, whether at Spire, it's a physical goal, a mental goal, whatever mm-hmm. with the brewers. If it's a goal of getting X, Y, and Z done, it's getting this event off without a hitch and saying yes to this question about, you know, can we do this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think in both roles, my job is to kind of like help people reach an end goal sure um which um i'm an enneagram two which is called the helper so like shocking oh. shocking that that's you know where my life paths have taken Didn't me but yeah. yeah what yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's okay. great yeah wow. yeah and then um i i am also obviously like with any of the the side hustles that we talk about i'm always interested in the moment where somebody says like okay this is gonna be the real thing like obviously you started as a as a client at what point did you really kind of feel like, okay, maybe I could, I could teach, I could be the person up at the front, you know, because that, that's motivating. Step, right? It I mean, is like, yeah. like I was so nervous to audition, oh, sure. and it's like I was doing it in front of like five people that I considered like friends. That's yeah. you know, which was like 
better, but almost kind of worse. But like almost kind of worse because I'm like, if I'm really bad at this, they're going to be like, what the hell is she doing? Like, (laughs) why did we think she could do this? And and then I'm going to have to see them all the time if they tell me no, which is going to be even more awkward and uncomfortable. Um, No, but, you know, I guess looking back, gosh, it probably took, and I, I tell people this all the time when they're starting at Spire, because people will be like, you know, I don't, you're just such a good rider, or like, you know, you go so fast, like, how do you do it? And, you know, especially newer clients. Mm-hmm. And I always have to tell them, like, for me, it probably took me six full months from the time that I started to the first time that I felt like, wow, I just did that entire class at all the speeds that I was supposed to be going at without having to sit down, without mm-hmm. having to modify. Like, it took yeah, that long to build up process. to being able to do right, it. Right the whole way the instructor did it. And the first time I realized that I was like, Oh, I just did that whole class without having to like turn down my resistance or having to like take a seated mm-hmm. break or like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so like it's, cause it's definitely different. It's like not like anything else, you know, people normally do as you know, an exercise. And so, you know, after that kind of that point where like, I realized like, okay, like I can, do, I can really, I can really do this, you know, just totally. from like a client perspective, I probably took like another year even for me to just like start thinking about like, well, maybe I could be an instructor too, because, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of build your confidence on the bike as like, you're figuring out like, you know, now as a client, I'm sitting in class and when the instructor is telling us there's 32 counts left, I'm counting down in my head. Okay. in eight, six, <laughs> four, three, two, like, Hey, I can do that too. Like, I, sure I know when this is coming. I like- want everyone to know Meg's head was moving side to side. If she was, if she was yeah. saying, I was counting the music. She was almost on the bike here. <laughs> yes. I basically, yeah, I felt, I felt my, the bike's presence. Well, and I feel bad for my friends when we're like out in real life, you know, or, you know, like we're listening to music or something's coming up and I'm like, I'm totally like sitting there, like moving side to side. And like okay. my one friend is like, you're, you're, you're instructing in your head, aren't you? And I'm like, nah, yeah. I'm like, I never, can't help myself. Never feel bad for that. <laughs> and never feel, yeah. that, that is your passion showing outwardly. Right, and, I know. And, and that is accepted and welcome in this Yeah, circle. it was uh, my <laughs> friend. I feel, I feel strong. My friend that. Sam, who <laughs> I teach with, when she got married, we were like out on the dance floor at her wedding. And she's like, all right, in eight six take it up out of that saddle everybody and like she and i were like cracking ourselves up like leading <laughs> each other leading right each there. other into like the corners track that we do and i think the entire like rest of her the <laughs> yeah, entire right? rest of her wedding is just like staring at us because we're like literally like moving side to side pretending like we're doing corners on the bike awesome. with no bike like we're just like doing it with the two of us and what more so do you need? that that happens a lot. Like driving in the car, mm-hmm. I totally like move my hands around the steering wheel. Like, oh, this is like traveling the gears that we do. Like this could work. And like, you know, I'll be at work sitting there listening to music. And all of a sudden I realize I'm like punching along. Like I'm using the weights and the yeah, coworkers yeah. walk past. And I think they know pretty much to stop questioning it too now. Or like they'll hear my music and they're there like. she is. She's just yeah. doing the spider thing. Again. Exactly. They, they hear my music as they're walking past and they're like are you listening to that spin music again? And I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, I, so that part's interesting. You know, I, it's funny. I really appreciate the, um, like, so like when you talked about like the process working up to getting to be an instructor, mm-hmm. right? Like I can do this. Like you did that, that class, you know, it took six months to a year. So like, in, like, and I can relate to this in terms of like chasing a passion. And Alan, you know, same thing for you is like, you know, whatever that practice is, which that's what yours was. I had my practice of speaking to a brick wall 50 times before I actually felt comfortable. Go, you know, so like, yeah. When, when you're chasing it, you have like literally practice, 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 practice. Like you have to just do it and do it and do it until like, until you get great at it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And I think like sometimes people do it twice or three times and like that didn't go well, I'm done. You yeah. know? But like, if you really want to pursue that thing, 
You need to work the heck out of it. And, you know, I would say that I did. You know, Mm -hmm. Whitney, she always jokes with me. She was the one who was like our manager when she trained me. And she's like, you're the only person that's ever showed up to training with like a notebook and who took notes. And I was like, and I was like, well, like, I was like, um, because I, well, I'm also a perfectionist. (laughs) Um, and I was like, well, because I want to get it right the first time that I'm doing it. Like, I don't want to sit here and look like an idiot in front of you. And she's like (laughs) laughing and she's like, yes, I know. However, like you don't have to be so insane about it. And, um, you know, like I, you know, I put in that time and practice, like mm-hmm. we would have our training sessions or we would go over it with her and then we'd have, you know, like a week to do it ourselves before we'd have to show up into a class and, you know, demo those two tracks mm-hmm. in class. So that's kind of how the process works right. is right. you show up throughout the, your training and you teach your two cl- songs that you learn that week to mm-hmm. the class. And like, I remember that being like the most nerve wracking thing. My first time I had to like oh, yeah. get up and do it. And like now it's so like part of who I am. Little John and East Side Boys and then maybe like a little Mariah Carey. Like what was the, what's the. Yeah. What's the soundtrack? I'm just assuming. As the music guy. I'm trying to think. What's the soundtrack? Well, because like the demo (laughs) classes we learned were like pre-done songs for us that like we kind of like learned so that everyone was like learning the same thing to going. Yeah. Um, I think there probably was at some point Taylor Swift. So like Jim, that'll at least make you happy. Okay. Um, You know, now like my music style, it's so funny, you know, like Spotify does like the Spotify wrapped at the end of every year. And it gives you like your top five genres. Well, like EDM is always like number three for me, which is like because of like because of spin, and it's like because that's the best for like boxing tracks that we do, and for like some of those like sprints and surges. But like when I like always share those on Instagram, I'm always like I don't listen to EDM in my own time. That's the spin instructor in me. This is a group, and then it's always like pop, workout pop, like (laughs) pop remix. Like those are my genres, and I'm like that's also spin. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but. It definitely, like, makes me listen to, like, more music because you're always trying to, like, come up with, like, new and different things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Friday's a big day on Spotify. They do New Music Friday oh, every yeah. week. Yep. So that's always, like, the hot time to try and see what's new and what you're going to listen to. But, um, no, it's it's fun. But, I mean, yeah, there will be times where I'm out somewhere and I hear a song and I'm, like, shazamming, like, what is this? This would be great for this. And my friends I are like, it. do you ever just not? And I'm like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, is it hard to turn that off at all? Because I I am very much the same way when it comes to like you know obviously like hearing music you know it's it's everywhere. Yeah. So I am always like, man, I could write about this, or I could you know if it's a local <laughs> band or something like that, I'm like, okay, I could you know possibly work with these people on something. Yeah. So do you ever have like where it's like you just can't turn it off? <laughs> yes, and I think I think all of us are kind of ruined in that way. Like we make jokes about it. Like yeah. wouldn't it be like nice to like listen to music and not in your head be like 16, 14, <laughs> yeah, 12, I, could, eight, I can't listen yeah. to six, and then I you're am like at the point where I can't listen to music without like giving little critiques on yeah. things like interesting the minimal stuff of like i heard a song today and i was like oh they could have used a better microphone wow and like well, i don't get it for me it's like that it's beats. it's counting yeah. counting beats or like yeah. listening to the like oh this would be a good speed track this would be a good hill and we even joke that like you know there are certain songs that like you know they have random extra eight counts or 16 counts and like mm-hmm. popular songs like we know that those are the counts yeah we let we call them our party tricks <laughs> and like i remember my friends <laughs> and i a <laughs> couple of years ago we were at the ariana grande concert concert um when she was at the Pfizer forum and there's one song of hers that like does have a random I think it's eight or 16 and my friend Katie was like are you ready for it wait now eight six and like did like the extra eight counts and like and we were joking because we're like we know it's coming no one else does like we're weird like this is our thing yeah Yeah. 
And so we always joke, like, you know, once concerts happen again, we really just want to go to, like, a Galantis concert or yeah. something and, like, count all the music oh, and, like, yeah. <laughs> we're like, we can't wait to pull out our party tricks again. <laughs> if only they could have a bike in the middle of this concert. That's oh, right. my gosh. Then I would. That would be fantastic. <laughs> so I, I'm curious, Meg, in, in terms of, like, you know, as you have other friends and, and younger folks, like, chasing their passion and, and, you know, especially like, like for, you know, getting it a little bit later on in life in terms of your twenties and after college, would you have any advice for those people who are either just chasing it or looking to monetize like their passion? And like, you know, like, what would you say to someone that's kind of on the fence of like, Oh, I'm not really sure if I want to like go after this or if this is worth my time, if I have yeah. time you know, after my job, you know, et cetera. Well, one of my like all time favorite quotes in life just generally is be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Um, that is one that I, I I, no, I mean, it's just one of my favorite quotes. (laughs) And so when you ask that question, that's exactly what came to mind. Like, I love that quote. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it applies to like so many different areas of life. It's not just necessarily side hustles, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, anything that gives you that, like, you know, burn inside or like makes you feel good, like just, just pursue it fearlessly. Um, and I think that, you know, for me, like I was taking a risk and putting myself out there by auditioning and put myself out there and take a risk, you know. Now it just seems so second nature to get up there and teach a class and crack some jokes and make some self-deprecating comments to get everyone to laugh and whatever. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I had to, like, all these people who I was sitting next to in class who maybe didn't know my personality that well or didn't know, you know, me and truly other than, oh, the girl I sit next to and talk to who maybe is kind of nice, someday seems crabby, whatever. Um, But now, you know, I'm up there and exposing, you know, who I am and part of my life to so many people um, that you kind of just have to, like, you have to just get rid of the fear of letting people see you um also see you be imperfect like I'm not perfect all the time when I'm teaching and you kind of you have to learn pretty quickly to let that go Mm -hmm. like I mess up in class and I'm either don't say anything and people don't realize it because they're not the ones sitting there counting music or I make a joke like well that like and I'm like keep it going the song just ended just kidding sit down surprise or like when it's when it's longer we always joke we're like bonus time like keep it going (laughs) um and, you know, like, we have such a good group that, you know, people, like, kind of just laugh with us at all those things, and we make jokes about ourselves, or, like, we acknowledge the fact, like, oh, well, we messed that up, so yeah. good job, you guys are better than I am, like. The confidence and support of that is you know, and you have to have that. I think, too, like, on the flip side of it, as one of the things that was, I think, so important for me that convinced me to even, like, try to do this in the first place was just having people who believed in me, mm-hmm. and who told mm-hmm. me, like, we think you can do this, like, just do it, um, and now as an instructor or manager or whatever like mm-hmm. i try so hard to instill that same confidence as you know the spin instructors that we work with when we're training them you know i'm the manager of an entire room at the studio and trying to get them to kind of like feel that same sense of confidence of like i believe in you like i know you can do this you need to get past whatever self-limiting beliefs you have mm-hmm. about yourself as an instructor because like i can see that you can do it you have to believe you can do it and it's the same thing with our clients too it's just you know, if you see somebody doing something good, tell them because a lot of times people need that. Exactly. Um, and, yep. you know, whether it's, you know, the other instructors that we work with, whether it's the front desk people who do an amazing job keeping our place safe and clean or whether it's the clients that are coming in, it's just, you know, calling out the good things that you see in people because I think you never really realize how far that goes for somebody. Um, like I always say, like, I'm so glad my friends like half convinced me tricked me into you know auditioning or whatever because without (laughs) them telling me to like just do it I never would have done it on my own um so I think that piece of it is huge too just like when you as you're on your journey to finding your passion if you're if you're seeing other people who are good at what they're doing or want to do something and you know they're good at it tell them yeah 
Um, so believing in yourself, but also believing in others. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a good point. Um, I watched a video earlier this week on LinkedIn. Um, I don't remember the woman's name, but she had this amazing message of basically like, if you have, you know, toxic people in your life, you know, cut them out, but like find cheerleaders, Yeah. you know, and also be a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like so important. And that's, I mean, that's, that's exactly, you know, what you say, you, you, you have to have, and it's gotta be both sides. Like surround yourself with these great people, but also like be that person. And those, when those come together and ignite, like that's how, that's how confidence is built and trust is built. And that's any, anybody, regardless of what skill set, can take the next jump if they, if they have that kind of support system from any number of people. Absolutely. And, and, and speaking of being a cheerleader, you are definitely an, an emphatic personality for, uh, for Spire and, and what you do and, yes. and thank you for coming on and doing this. Yeah. Um, she set the bar really high. Yeah. <laughs> gonna be Sorry to everybody <laughs> else following me. Yeah. Tough act to follow. Yeah. But uh, as awesome. Just, I mean, obviously I invited you here for reasons. So, right. Um, awesome yeah, conversation. Thank you because Jim, I think you've always been one of my biggest cheerleaders going off of that. So thanks for even yeah. just inviting me to do this and Amen. talk about what I do because you hear me talk about it all the time anyways. No, so. Same to you. I, I mean, I just, people need to hear, you know, a good story about having a passion and yeah. it can come whenever and it's up to you to pursue it. Mm-hmm. And and if you surround yourself with the right people and, and you put yourself in the right place, good things can happen. I think you're a living, breathing example of that. So, um, and that's the second time I said living, breathing and make that number three. So, <laughs> um, that's a podcast right there. If you're playing along at home. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Take three Cross drinks the from the gym love drinking game. Yeah. Oh, that may be another episode. We might have to start. Oh, maybe we should do that one episode. Can <laughs> I come back for that one? That could happen. Okay. That could happen. We'll have to figure it out. But thank you guys so much uh, yes. for listening. Thank you, Meg, for coming in and doing this. Uh, thank you, Jim, for being here as well. Oh, it's a pleasure. And uh, yeah. if anyone ever wants to come try out Spire, hit me up. I Absolutely. can hook you up with some free classes and yeah, anything like wanna, that. If they want to hit you up, what's the best way to do that? Um, you can find me on Instagram at at Empirix. Um, Spire is also on Instagram at at Spire underscore fitness. I uh, also happen to run our social media at the gym as part of, you know, another go, part of my is. fun side hustle, which we didn't even talk about. So if you DM Spire, you're DMing me. So there we go. <laughs> Slide into those DMs. Slide into both like, of my DMs. Yeah, that's my sound effect. For <laughs> so ah, okay. We don't, have to, you don't have to hit the button page. for that one. Yeah. 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 We could have added one in post, yeah. but okay. But I, I like his better, I think. It's from the throat. Yeah, yeah. no, it's great. I should um, say from like the stomach. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, anyway, uh, thank I think you we're guys. done now. <laughs> yes, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and speaking of following people, you can follow our show on Instagram Please as well. Do. Yes. Follow this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time on Hustling Sideways. Keep it real and cue the music. Cue the music.